This episode of the Naperville Moms Network is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Edgewood Clinical Services, providing comprehensive counseling and mental health services. Welcome to the Naperville Moms Network and happy November. Erica, Sarita, Patty, and I are joined this month by a special guest, Adam Russo. Adam is the CEO of Edgewood Clinical Services, a counseling company that he founded in 2004. Adam was a speaker at TEDx Naperville on the importance of failure and wrote a book called Unwritten Rules, Real Strategies to Parent Your Child into a Successful Adult. Welcome to the show, Adam. Yeah, thanks for having me. Today we tackle the issue of letting our kids fail and how this affects them as they mature and grow up. Adam, what caused you to do a little deeper dive on this topic within your career? About three or four years ago, I was asked by a junior high school in District 203 to speak with junior high parents about how to help them manage their kids' anxiety. And they were giving me an hour and a half, and I thought, you know, I don't want to spend an hour and a half talking about how to count to 10 and take a walk around the block. Uh, let's do a little bit of a deeper thing. Why do kids get anxious? And so much of it really boiled down to kids want it, they don't want to fail. And they don't want to fail, and as a culture, I was thinking, and as parents thinking, but we're perpetuating this. So maybe I should spend some time talking with parents about how they're contributing to the anxiety and what are some <laughs> things that they can do differently rather than putting the blame on the kids just for being anxious. Mm -hmm. And that's how kind of the whole thing got started. I know in our Kids Matter board, we did a survey recently of um, anxiety, and I think mm -hmm. it was done in seventh grade and in 10th grade mm -hmm. schools, and they took the survey in health class, and one of the number one contributors to anxiety was parent parental pressure and expectations um, and then our system and social media and friend groups and even from themselves mm -hmm. um, it's you know it's challenging yeah. these days it, it is and, and you know and parents have you know this idea I mean, we have to look at it from a cultural perspective too right I mean everyone you know parents think you know when they grew up how, how were things different then and you know and everything and, and there was no you know social media obviously but even when you think about just general lifestyle right I mean I think most people today when they want if they want something delivered to their house they expect it to come in like a day <laughs> Right? right? I mean, right. like, if it's more than that, it's frustrating. <laughs> um, but when you think about it, like, you know, eight, ten years ago, it would take four to six weeks. And right. we were okay with that. Right. Yeah. And right. so what's right. happened is that as cool, and, and, and it's true with uh, technology, with text, I mean, everything has happened so much easier over time. Well, you, you kind of hit a point where you can only make so many things in life easier. And then so a lot of what's happened is that that, that perception of everything should happen quickly and easily has kind of permeated into education and permeated into expectations of parents and kids that why if I can get stuff to my house in a day, well, can't you be making six figures like right when you graduate college? Right? right? right. I mean, like, why not? Like, and, and this idea of a process, that there's a process of development that just can't be altered um, is, is kind of getting swallowed in culture because our culture used to have delayed gratification embedded mm -hmm. in it, right? Mm -hmm. yes. I mean, ordering yeah. something yeah. to your house, it took four weeks. Without a cell phone, if you want to call a friend of yours, if you wanted to reach each other, <laughs> you might play phone tag for three days, right? Like, right. You, right. there's no, like, right. you, you, I don't yeah. even know anyone's phone number yeah. at this point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, so culture has changed tremendously, and because of that, it's changed, um, it's really kind of uh, affected our expectations of, of, um, of how things really should go for our kids. And the parents are experiencing that shift in culture as well. So I know like a parent my age who didn't who grew up with that delayed gratification, well now as a parent I have that instant gratification mm -hmm. and so you know you're kind of 
dumping that on the child too because mm -hmm. you're used to things going faster and then you know I'll talk to you know my mom or older parents and they'll say you guys are all meaning parents are stressed mm -hmm. out yes you know and so if we're <laughs> anxious how are we you know, projecting that on our children, and then too. and then and then you know, talking about the social media piece, right? So then it's like mm -hmm. you know what you're talking about combined with oh my gosh, my my friend has you know their five year old in travel soccer to get ready right. for the yeah. World Cup in three you know, <laughs> however many years. How am I going to keep up with this, right? And so right. and if I don't do this, then how are they ever going to keep up with all right? And so then this whole thing of not yeah. only do we want instant gratification, but we also know that if we don't start early, mm -hmm. they can't ever hit this point. Yeah. So now there's this, there's this whole other subculture that's been developed for. Acceleration at you know, whether through academics or athletics, uh, you know, uh, and art. I mean, various things at very very young ages, mm -hmm. um, you know. And then what what could be in order to hit the goal of where should kids be when they're eighteen? How can mm -hmm. they all of a sudden be mm -hmm. able to just conquer the world? And you can't. It's an impossible expectation. Yeah. yeah. But that's that that's what parents, you know, we're we're setting them up for. Well, and it's hard right. because if you do that, you know, if I throw my kid into soccer at five because I want them to be in the World Cup, what if he doesn't really like soccer? Mm -hmm. What if he's mm -hmm. not really good at and so now he's going to spend all these years think living up to an expectation that I created that not even he didn't create and that just mm -hmm. seems so unfair and it seems like that's not going to work like there's no <laughs> way that that's going to work out well yeah. right. and, in, and, in, and in the course of that what happens is so there's this so there's this kind of dual piece right so on one hand you have kids you know parents are pushing kids to all you know be successful so they can have this great track to success it's a it's an mm -hmm. assured line yeah. of, of, yeah. of guaranteed success over here and in order to do that uh, we all also, as, as a culture, make sure that kids have to feel good along the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so not only do we have to, they have to have guaranteed success. Right. They actually have to feel only positive emotions down that road, mm. right? So then, what happens is somewhere that along really the way, so then, right. so then somewhere along the way, right, bad things happen, right? Because I have not met one adult. <laughs> who lives a stress-free, wonderful, blissful yeah. life. Mm -hmm. I haven't met one, but yet, it's completely paradoxical, yet we, we raise kids to believe that that actually is going to be their adult life. It's really, right. as long as you do these things yeah. and check these boxes, mm -hmm. not only will you be successful in all the tangible ways, emotionally, yeah. you're, you, nothing bad. You'll never feel anything bad. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah. when the inevitable happens, right, when something doesn't go well, because there are, you know, financial issues, marital issues, medical issues, right, social, I mean, all these different things come up. Inevitably, something happens, and kids can't handle it when they're 14, 15. Mm -hmm. And then we say, oh my gosh, why can't they handle it? Well, <laughs> when you look back, we, we yeah. were running our kids' homework to school when they were in mm -hmm. second grade because we were scared that if they didn't bring in their homework assignment, that would keep them out of PI. Mm -hmm. Well, see, that's the problem, right? Mm -hmm. it's, right. Not, it's not that the right. kids don't know. It's that we as parents got uncomfortable watching our kids cry. We don't like them feeling mm -hmm. guilt. We don't like them feeling shame or any of these other negative emotions. Mm -hmm. So we shield them from it for so long until inevitably, life will throw it at them and then we're like oh my gosh they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was actually on the Naperville Moms Facebook page that was a question how do I get my child to stop forgetting his homework? Oh, I have I to saw bring it, it yeah. every day and all the moms, <laughs> <laughs> moms responded was stop bringing it. And it's like oh my gosh great. but yeah. we as a society we yeah. automatically want to look for a different solution than that mm -hmm. but you're right that first time that he is called out for not having his homework he'll never forget it again yeah. if that bothers him. Sure. I had right. something just happen yesterday 
yesterday. Christopher started his job um, at Houlihan's as a busboy, and he needed to bring his Social Security card, which was at my house. And at some point in the day, I was like, hey, just, just so you know, when you get into the house, it's in this drawer, in this folder, um, so that you know where it is when you stop by to get it before you go to work. So I go to pick up my other son, and I see Christopher leaving and driving towards my house at like 18 minutes to four. Mm -hmm. And I have this anxiety of like, oh, he's going to be late. Like, he has to be there at four. So I call him, <clears throat> and he says, I, I said, buddy, so where are you going? He's like, oh, my God, Mom. I, he goes, I don't know what is wrong with me. I completely forgot I had to go to your house. So now I need to go, I need to go get it. And I had a moment where I did the opposite, right? He's such a good kid, and he barely forgets anything. So I was trying to give him a little leniency on his first day of work. And I said, buddy, I said, do you want to turn around, and I'll go get it, and I'll bring it to work? And he said, nope, this is on me. He's like, Aww. wow. And I was like, great. all right, I really like that sense of personal yeah, responsibility. No, I and I had to just battle my own emotion right. down. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it's going to be late on the very first day. And the fact is, he's almost an adult. Mm -hmm. And that happens. And, you know, if he was, he'd have to explain it and face the consequences. Right. So, right. Right. yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the environment we're raising our kids in is so competitive, where if a child is not aspiring to, be the best or excel or win, just participating is not okay. And mm -hmm. I think we keep raising that bar of what is the norm. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in this notion that everyone's got to be the best at whatever they do. And as a result, it's become almost a society of where parents who have the means, time, and money to give their kids the private lessons, the coaching, their kids are getting ahead. <clears throat> And parents who can't feel like their kids are being left behind, and I think it's just gotten very unhealthy. Well, and that's where you know you're kind of hitting it there that it's it's really not about the kids; it's mm -hmm. about the parents, right? right? I mean, it you know, is. ultimately, it's about what can parents post, what can parents brag about, what can mm -hmm. they want to do, and what's the parents' insecurity? And right. and mm -hmm. you know, every study says that there's no there's no real correlation. Uh, between you know SAT scores and you know levels of success in the future, or college attended and levels of success in the future. I mean, you know these things um, we we put together these ideals in our head that somehow I mean, they, and the college ranking lists and all those things kind of perpetuate all this, right? Okay. Um, because people believe, well, you know, if if you have to get into one of the top you know 15 schools in order to have a successful adult life, right? Mm -hmm. Well, these top 15 schools are only accepting X number of students. Right. So how do I make sure mm -hmm. that my kid is one of those X number of students? Right, mm -hmm. because I don't want my and and we've created as parents uh, like the zero sum game. Either there's a winner or there's a loser, mm -hmm. and and if you don't get mm -hmm. into this into this group, you're a loser. Your mm -hmm. life is now destined yeah. for catastrophic failure, and that's that is really <laughs> how, is. how, how most people think that about. puts on kids. Well, and, that's, you know? and, then, and then parents get worked, mm -hmm. and then and then the culture becomes how do you um, you know how, how do you do everything you need to do to get into these schools, exactly. even if it means doing things that you're not interested, doing things you don't like, mm -hmm. doing things you don't care about. Uh, and 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 the whole the whole purpose is is totally thrown off. The, the, the whole idea of getting into a school is just because you can get into a school, uh, you know maybe you know for whatever your interests are, whatever the mm -hmm. case is. I spoke at a health class at Nikwa last year, and I remember there was a kid who was a senior. He was trying to decide between schools and. He um, and he, and he was talking about uh, he want he was a bright kid he wanted to go into medicine and mm -hmm. he said that the school uh, that one of the schools he got into has a top rated this medical program in the country is University of Florida and he's like so I'm and I said all right well what other school are you torn between and he said well Duke and I said all right well what's the problem and he said well how do you turn down Duke.
And, and to me, that was such a telling statement mm -hmm. because you're telling me what you want to do. You're telling me why it's well, important. It but because Florida doesn't have the name, it has mm -hmm. the program you want, right. but it doesn't have the name. That's the wrestling match. And that's where it goes to, you know, right. what, what, how are we, you know, what are we exactly are we teaching our kids? Is it what that you can say or brag about? Yeah. Or is right. it what you're intrinsically motivated by? And there's a really right. big line mm -hmm. there. And that's, but that's what I think as parents that, that we do quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we add yeah. that it, uh, undue pressure onto the kids. And I think that's one of the reasons you hear about stress, anxiety, mental mm -hmm. health issues, starting mm -hmm. so early on with mm -hmm. kids that it's just a very unhealthy combination we've got right now going on. Well, and, sure. the, and what happens too is is that you have this you have this place of. Um, uh, you know, you talk about the mental health side and the anxiety right. and things like mm -hmm. that. You know, what you have is um, we spend so much time telling kids that as long as they do, as long as they check the boxes, everything's yeah. going to work mm -hmm. out. But again, everyone knows the world is an unsafe, unfair place. And yet we somehow don't want to name that directly for kids and we don't want to prepare them to face that world, even though we all know that's the world it is. <laughs> and, and, then, and again, and then we wonder, well, why do kids get anxious? Well, they get anxious because they've been wronged. Mm -hmm. Well, everyone's going to be wrong. Yeah. I mean, let's just... So just a part of yeah, life. So, let's, so, so instead know? of kind of preparing them for, you know, let, let, yeah, let's, you know, the, the idealism of let's always do the, like everyone's always going to do the right things. Mm -hmm. No one's always going to do the right <laughs> things. No, even yeah. even yeah. my, even my, like, I can say I want to do the right thing today. I'm probably not going to do the right things today. <laughs> like, and it's true for, so why not, why not, why not just kind of get, change the mindset of everyone, you know, if we do the best we can mm -hmm. and anticipate that we're going to catch some on the other end that's not yeah. going to go so well, and how do you deal with it? Not just, I should expect that you're always going to do the right thing to me and then I should be you know offended or hurt or harmed when you don't it's inevitable something yeah. wrong right. is going to happen right. Right. how do you right. deal with this within your own family you have three daughters I do yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know I wonder if my how much my kids like me sometimes <laughs> like we know, yeah, I, know yeah. I just feel like it's the most emotionally healthy family yeah, well, <laughs> we're all, we're, we're all, well everyone's people and everyone's got their personalities I mean and you know and, and my thing is is like you know to me it's always about the effort right I mean I, I'm not a I'm not a grades focused person yeah, I mean I, you know I say to parents a lot when I present you know either you know parents always say I want my kids to try their best um, but I want my kids you know or I want you know I want my kids to get you know I want, and I want them to get good grades but the reality is yeah, when push comes same. to shove you yeah. you have to pick one mm -hmm. because if a kid studies really hard for a test and they come home with like a you know a D um, yeah. you know a parents either gonna say gosh you know I know you studied really hard mm -hmm. for that um, let, let's talk about what happened because you must be really disappointed and let's figure out how we can do it better mm -hmm. next time or they're gonna say this is not acceptable you, yeah. you, you, yeah. you, you this can't be yeah. the case and so therefore the, 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 the strategy is important because if you really value the work you're not going to be mm -hmm. so caught up in the grades you right. know and right. that's and, um, and and so parents really have to decide what they value as far as those process pieces and are as a few you know as an employer you have those two individuals sitting before you in an interview. Who do you want at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. Do you want the one who can easily get it done for you, or do you want the one who's going to tackle a problem and work at something and come up with, you know, you want the hard worker. You want the hard worker. Because well, inevitably the one who can easily get it done and won't, won't be able to. Mm -hmm. And then right. they won't be able to, to persevere through mm -hmm. whatever that process is going to look like. Right. Um, you know, which is why, you know, there's a great book that was written called The CEO Next Door, which was talking mm -hmm. about, um, you know, traits of, 
um, high performing executives and they went through all these crazy studies um, but a couple of the ones that they pulled out uh, was one of the one of the traits that they found was um, the velocity of decision making this idea that the mm. quicker people can make a decision mm. um, they found that executives who had that trait were more than 12 times as likely to be labeled as high performing wow. and um, because yeah. the idea was they were able to make a decision without having a, without being perfect yeah, they were able right, to just yeah. decide they weren't paralyzed and they, exactly and they yeah. said and during the course of their study they said that two-thirds of the CEO dismissals that occurred were actually because of indecision not bad decision because uh. indecision was para uh, paralyzing to the organization sure. and so this idea that um, you know everyone has to be perfect all the time mm -hmm. um, and, and that's and so when, again we think about the culture of you know to having kids check the boxes do the right thing stay in this whole th and yeah. everything will be all right, right. Um, it's completely counterintuitive to what's going to help them be successful down the line right. and that's and that's where um, again we get caught in this idea of being perfect yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is such a great topic. I wish we had like another hour to talk about it. <laughs> Helping kids learn consequences for their actions and how to manage their own lives at appropriate stages can go a long way into them becoming healthy, happy, self-starting adults. Thank you again, Adam, for joining us today. We'll be right back with more of the Naperville Moms Network. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Naperville Moms Network. Screen time has become more and more prevalent in our lives with our computers, iPads, phones, and video games, to many moms' dismay. Any tricks that you might have shared to work on that balance for your family? <laughs> it's funny, because just the other day, I actually said to my 15-year-old, um, when did free time automatically become screen time? <laughs> because right. he's in, mm -hmm. and his answer to me, because you know he's 15, was because free time means I get to choose what I want to do, and yeah. this is my choice. <laughs> Little loophole like, there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of that. And it's, you know, as a mom, I want, he's right. Free time is their time mm -hmm. to choose, and I'm, I'm no different than any other mom. Our kids are scheduled. They've got school things and sports things and other things going on. So when they do get to choose what they want to do, I want them to have that luxury. Mm -hmm. However, when I see that every moment of your free time is with your face in a screen, mm -hmm. and for his it's usually video game or his phone, um, I think... Yeah, that gives me pause, and it makes me really concerned about the adult that I'm, the future adult that I'm grow raising, mm -hmm. because I want them to appreciate and be present in the world around them during mm -hmm. their free time. I want them to notice things. I want them to have real life connections with people that face to face, and not just think that. I'm going to go to the screen for both sides. Mm -hmm. So I've actually started being very specific and saying, you, you know, we do have this chunk of time and you can do anything you want, but you're not on TV, you are not video games, you're not on your phone. Mm -hmm. And of course, the first time I said that, he's like, what? <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Taking everything right. away. Oh my gosh. And so then I explained to him that I saw this wonderful TED talk that, tells, that talks about how kids now don't even know what the emotion of boredom is. Oh, yeah. Because they mm -hmm. don't have it. Yeah. And I think you need to understand boredom. Yeah. You need to know what that is and what do you do about it and figure out outside of technology how that's going to happen. Yep. So I've just started really being very specific because he will always go to technology that's for free time. Mm -hmm. right. and, and that's very uh, true. You know, it's you want them to do what they want in their free time but it's all consuming the screen time. Mm -hmm. So um, what we've gotten to in our household is just come up with a limit per day. 
So mm -hmm. I yeah. lump all screen time, whether it's cell phone, video games, mm -hmm. computers, TV, you get an hour and a half for the day. Mm -hmm. And you figure out how you want to use it, but beyond that, that's it. Because I think the bigger part is, you know, they get uh, around to watching a TV show or a video game. It just consumes your time. Mm -hmm. Before you know it's two, three hours, right. and right. they probably didn't get to their homework or to your point, it, then they will try something else, reading a book or just whatever you want them to do. Um, so that's what we've uh, come to. And I think it's for adults too in the. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, with Put a your little work, timer. Sure. <laughs> with your work or social media, or, mm -hmm. you know, you're like, let me just check one email, and uh, next thing you know, you're on it for an hour. So I think it's just. Yep. It's so it's easy to slide that into balance. that. Right. You know? right. And that boredom thing goes for us too. Like mm -hmm. if you think about back when we were younger, if you were meeting somebody for lunch and you got there first, mm -hmm. you would just wait for them. Like you right. would sit outside, right. you would notice people, you might right. notice the new store that opened right. up. The sky is super right. blue today. Just everything. Yeah. 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 Stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if I'm waiting for somebody, I'm on my phone. Well, it's a good time. Let me check Facebook. Let me right. send some emails. Mm -hmm. and it's, oh my gosh, I'm not even being present during my free time. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. be either no. and they do the you know the young ones are looking to not even their parents so much but older children when we moved mm -hmm. in our home about six years ago you know we just I live in this cul-de-sac and the kids were all a little bit older than mine and I mean it was as if we you know transported back in time they would build things and they would attach wagons to bikes oh, and scooters yeah. and I mean my kids were out playing you yeah. know well yep. as those older children got older then they're busy with activities, you know, then it turns into if we see them, they're on their phones mm -hmm. looking at games. So then mine are going to automatically, well, okay, this is the next step then. But mine aren't mm -hmm. there yet. There yeah. You know, to be um, able just to kind of free roam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other tricky thing is I do think that they're scheduled a lot. And I see when my daughter comes home from school, you know, she does just want to do the iPad, you know, mm -hmm. for an hour if she has that time. But then my son is looking forward to playing with her. Right, right. <laughs> so it's right. both. Um, I've learned to let go a little bit. I mean, in my mind, yes, you know, you only get this amount of time, but I find that at least at their age, they naturally want to play. Mm -hmm. Right. So exactly. the more That's I true. put the restriction of I'm setting the timer, mm -hmm. then it's a fight. When I just kind of see how it goes, they, they sort of naturally stop after mm -hmm. a little bit. And then especially Brandon, he's so little, you know, he'll, he wants the toys, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, more so. In the car, that's when it's tricky. Like yeah. car time, again, they're not used to being bored, just looking right. outside right. the window. Right. Right. And I think that's the point, like, as you mentioned, as my kids have gotten older, it's become mm. more of a struggle because they're yeah. not playing with toys. They're right. not just right. playing on the playset in the backyard or mm -hmm. in the front. So absent of screen time, so what do you do? they don't know what else to do, and right. that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. By setting a restriction, we'll find other things mm -hmm. that you could yeah. do, reading a book or whatnot, you it, know? Mm -hmm. In my house, um, over the summer, um, maybe a couple summers ago, when they had a little more luxury of doing their own thing mm -hmm. pretty often, um, I treated the word bored like a four-letter word. Chore. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and it went one summer, I was like, oh, we're so bored. I was like, you know what? The dishes do need mm -hmm. to get done. So right. if you're bored, I'm gonna. I will find something for you to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I know uh, my friend Monica and I have taken the kids a couple times to a place in Michigan. It's on this small little lake, and it's this you know adorable um, little old school uh, or old town uh, resort. They ring a dinner bell for breakfast and dinner, Aww. and it's awesome. And at night we let them you know watch a movie or be on mm -hmm. their iPads or whatever. But during the day, it's it's mm -hmm. it's off limit, and they're yeah. making mud pies and. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. know, taking the canoes out. And um, so I think when left without it for long enough, mm -hmm. they figure it they out. They figure it out. Yeah. But you have yeah. to provide something, exactly. whether it's by time mm -hmm. limits mm -hmm. or by you know taking little trips or doing something different, um, where you're providing mm -hmm. that space for them to learn exactly. what to do with that boredom. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they want to do that. Like they the, do. One of the great things was limits. like a year yep. ago when my son, it was the summer, they, everybody came home from college, because our street is one where all the kids are about the same age. Mm -hmm. So when everybody went to college, everybody's gone. Right. But they right. all came home, and so you have all these boys most of them are boys and suddenly I look out and they're all playing baseball in the street like they did when they were really little Aww. and it was so funny because their voices were the like they're deeper <laughs> but they would say the same things to each other like I you just stole that base you're yeah. not allowed we're to play that way and they were having mm -hmm. such a good time with that and I thought oh my gosh they really did need that back in the day mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. they needed those and I, now that they're all home I felt like that little moment was a connection they all needed mm -hmm. like emotionally bringing them back, back to, to that Time. The old school days mm -hmm. when they yeah. would build things or make things and just use their imagination. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, if you, you know that imagination is the talk about what happens when you become an employee or an employer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Imagination is the beginning of innovation. And, and if kids skills. don't know how to do that, then mm -hmm. that, that that's going to affect them for the rest of their lives. So as much as you don't want to be the bad cop. I think they do need those limitations mm -hmm. you know, sure. to explore. To your point, when you do ha take that away from them, it's amazing what they'll come up with mm -hmm. and the fun they do. Mm -hmm. have. And to your point, too, about thinking about what kind of adult mm -hmm. do I want yeah. to have? And when I look at, you know, some who at the holidays, you know, they're not even looking up. Yes. And you yeah. haven't seen them in one year. Right. You know, right. or it's a, right. hi. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and yep. I, I think I don't care if you're 18 or 19. You know, it, again, it's easy to say because I'm not at that point yet. But I would like to think that if you start instilling those habits now, Absolutely. you know, when someone enters the room, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you put it away, you do that, yep. then hopefully by the time that they reach that age, it's habit. You know, yep. a good habit. A not good a bad habit, habit, and it is a lifestyle they're used to as opposed to being a yeah. drastic change for them. Right. 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 But, but it is hard. I mean, it yeah, is hard it is. because it's so natural for us to just want to fill that mm -hmm. space because it's so easy. Right. I know for myself as a mom, I certainly have had moments of times or weeks or months where I've just kind of let them do whatever they wanted to do because I was tired. Yeah. You know, or at yeah. the end of the day, I'm like, I just want to watch TV. You mm -hmm. know, so I know sometimes I get a little lazy with, you know, making sure that we're, we're connecting and once I'm doing it for too long, I try to reel myself back in and, right. and, and get to a healthier place. Or sometimes it's like, oh, hey, I'm just going to bring you your dinner here at the dining room table because mm -hmm. you're doing your, as opposed to stopping and saying, let's all sit down at the right. kitchen table yeah. and make sure that we're having that together time. Right. Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's that happens because it is, it's, you know, you've, you've got your day too and you've got mm -hmm. your things. And sometimes it's okay to be a little bit laxed on it. It's not like yep. you, know, you have to be so strict on it. And sometimes they're watching really great things on, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not yeah. saying technology is horrible. Right. You know, I will say that my son watched an entire YouTube video where it was nothing but like people slicing things really slow or you know like it was not educational at all so I'm not saying they're all that way but you know there are some I don't want to say technology is all bad no, no. I think no. it's, it's just like in that. moderation you right. know mm -hmm. um, well and I mean I watched a lot of TV when yeah. I was little oh, yeah. and it was Sesame Street my mom said I watched 
if it was on four times, I watched Sesame Street four times. Yeah. And she goes, you learned so much. Because <laughs> right, right. she, she was at work, stuff. my grandma yes. wasn't yeah. paying attention, so I would just, and there is, you know, even mm -hmm. today, sometimes, you know, Brandon will say something, and I'm like, where did you even learn that? Right. And he'll just smile and think, just don't even tell me. Yeah. <laughs> just pretend. It was YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. It wasn't me. Well, well yeah. and I, I know even as a chiropractor, I start seeing kids younger and younger and younger. We're talking about kind of the emotional part of it, mm -hmm. but physically, I, I, you know, I know too much, right? So I'm walking around and I see people and they're, mm. and they're like this. Yes. And when six-year-olds are like that and they've been like that since two, like the progression of spinal issues, mm -hmm. like I like people worry about the health of the world, and not that I don't worry about that, but I actually really think long term of what is what is our yeah. human being. We're going to go back to the caveman gonna, days. Gonna be right. gonna you know, we're, we're we're creating such a such a tough thing for us. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure technology isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Finding the right balance for your kids can be tricky, but it's a great thing to work towards. Thank you again for joining us on the Naperville Moms Network. And remember, you're always invited. Thank you.